Hello and welcome to India Career Center, the one-stop podcast for students, professionals, parents and guardians. In every episode, we will try to deal with the current topic that needs expert advice related to career, career guidance and career mentoring. Please welcome your host Dr. S.P. Mishra to the show and happy listening. Hello and welcome to India Career Center. My guest today is an entrepreneur, consultant, coach and author. He has over 30 years of experience in the construction equipment industry with companies like L&T and CNH. As a coach, he has conducted over 200 training programs for OEMs and dealer sales engineers. He has authored a very interesting book called The Seven Value Drivers for Success in Sales. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. V. Ravichandran to the podcast. Hello, Ravi, welcome. What really motivated you to really move from a corporate life to be an entrepreneur? What was the thought process you went through and how did you go about it? Thank you. While working for an Indian multinational that is LNT for over 20 years and then the Italian multinational CNH for 10 years, there is always a question, you know, what next? And uh, something which will give me freedom to pursue my passion, a work which will help me contribute to the domain and the industry after spending nearly three decades. So when I thought about it and introspected, I was convinced uh, that anything related to sales and aftermarket, you know, this competency development in aftermarket and sales and skill development in the capital, earth moving, construction and mining equipment industry was the area which I can contribute and uh, relate to. So over the years, I have uh, you know, not seen professionals of this industry fully dedicated to this cause. We had people from other industries or at times from completely unrelated industries you know, helping in this cause and they were without practical experience in the domain and the necessary impact was not created. So I formed the company called the Sales Enablers in 1st January 2021. And uh, the exact words of our mission, which we you know, drafted, it was something like this, you know, to be recognized as a premium uh, consulting competence development organization for the construction and agricultural equipment, industrial machinery and allied products with an aim to enhance business results and play a leading role in developing key skills uh, in people necessary to deliver value to the customers. So now, uh, you know, we are already are a team of like-minded people with a rich domain experience and you know ready to work towards our uh, towards our mission but let me tell you this was not a, all of a sudden or a knee jerk reaction for me and it was a well thought out you know action now, first and foremost along with my current responsibilities i designed uh, you know a sales training program i delivered about 100 sales training program within the company it was well received by my colleagues my uh, my dealer friends and also appreciated by the management. You know, here I uh, wanted to test, you know, the domain knowledge, how I can convert it into the actual practical learning. Then I completed my coaching certification from Ericsson International in the year 2018. And it was a very elaborate uh, certification program spanning eight, eight days. And that gave me uh, tools and methods to, you know, implement uh, it in a systematic, uh, systematic way. So after this, you know, I started contributing in social media, but particularly LinkedIn, you know, I started uh, writing small posts and, uh, you know, contributing in the sales and after sales domain. It was well appreciated. 
and i was very focused in you know uh, you know in uh, sharing content which uh, related to sales and aftermarket development so that was the third thing which got me some good traction and got some good visibility in the industry and then you know i wrote a book seven value drivers for success in sales which is based on my 25 years of uh, sales experience with uh, the focus on value selling what the customer requires when they buy an equipment a premium equipment equipment for b2b business so this book was you know uh, well received by the industry the industry experts read it and they really appreciated for its simplicity and uh, you know the case studies the very practical guidance for all young uh, professionals who want to take advantage of you know past experience so that they don't make uh, sim- simple mistakes which could cause them order or what they could do better to sell better sell well and finally before taking the leap i made myself financially sound you know uh, entrepreneurship is always uncertainty of uh, the remuneration or work so i uh, have some very good friends who have already taken this journey so they told me that uh, ravi be you know financially comfortable and free and then have some cushion so that you know you can withstand the the uncertainties so then with the motivation of friends and family i took the plunge and to be exact on 1st january 2021 uh, i was on my own and i formed the sales and i formed sales enablers you know and in this 14 months as we speak uh, we have already worked with five major uh, construction equipment brands 10 dealers and more than 1000 people have benefited from our sessions whether it is online or webinars or face to face programs you know we look forward for more and more brands in the coming year and you know with the coming days and they are having a good feedback from the existing uh, customers who have been associated with us and i am very sure sales enablers will add value in the sales training consulting coaching space and the sales and aftermarket domain and i am uh, happy that we are going in the right direction fantastic thanks thanks sp yeah and uh, welcome once again uh, to india career center in fact uh, i must compliment you for the wonderful book you have written the seven value drivers for success in sales the moment i got that book to read i really was hooked to it and just completed that in just two days because the way it has been written so nice and simple and lucid manner the book has been written with so many real life stories and anecdotes so it was a fantastic read many compliments to you on this uh, fantastic book you mentioned about uh, long term trust and relationship as your first and foremost value driver in this book in fact uh, trust and relationship i guess is uh, uh, true for any kind of relationship and not just sales so w- what what do you say about it yeah <clears throat> thanks for the firstly thanks for the compliment uh, sp uh, yes as i mentioned the book seven value drivers for success in sales is primarily meant for uh, industrial and capital goods space the book uh, focuses on seven key values that any customer looks for before they buy a product or a service you know an equipment it could be a service also it is as relevant as a uh, service offering as a product it's a very good question as to why trust and relationship is the first value it was not a coincidence or arbitrary it was well thought out you know i read an interesting quote which says people produce products and people sell products and people buy products and people support products so people is a very common element uh, everywhere you know whether it is a, a, a very high value product or a service so irrespective of the value its people plays and when there is people involved anywhere there is emotion involved you know in a 
business transactions is emotion involved and one more interesting quote which i have read is before people decide what they think of your product they decide what they think of you you know uh, so uh, so people uh, have a mistake that they feel that the higher the value uh, people skills or emotions are not important it is very important irrespective of the value and in my 25 years of sales experience i have seen numerous occasions where trust and relationship has created the difference which was needed to clinch that uh, deal you know that particular x factor which they say which uh, really helped to you know uh, clinch that deal so uh, though it looks simple but it takes a lot of time and effort to gain that trust and relationship you know and uh, it's a journey it is uh, a process and at the end it's rewarding and many a time sales people want quick results and they don't take the time and effort in investing in trust and relationship and which does not augur well in the long term so having observed this and uh, number of times found out how trust and relationship can do that magic you know and based on my personal experience i you know uh, and also this is endorsed by many of my colleagues who have uh, spent considerable years in this industry and how trust and relationship has also done wonders for them you know then that is why i thought the foundation is very important for either any building or any relationship or any business and trust and relationship believe me is the right foundation which for years to come uh, it can you know help you with this strong business and uh, i have also in the book not mentioned the importance of trust and relationship but i have given them step by step guidelines on how to nurture strengthen trust and relationship you know uh, i have uh, you know that is very important you know people do understand key trust and relationship is important but what is important here is how do you do that what is the process involved what is the structure involved are you in the right process how you have patience in you know and at times it took, can take couple of years also to develop a trust and relationship but in the end it can be uh, you know uh, fruitful for many more years to come so that is what you will find in my book is not the importance alone but the structure to do it how to do it if it is a first time customer how to develop trust and relationship if it is a repeat customer how to develop trust and relationship if it is a corporate how to do a trust and how to you know nurture trust and relationship because every set of customers or every set of uh, you know buyer uh, from the individual to the corporate level to the oems to the uh, fleet owners they have a different element which they are looking for and it's not a one uh, size that fits all it is a process and i tried my best based on my understanding my colleagues understanding you know to give them the process so that they can you know just replicate the process and uh, you know take the benefits of this wonderful value driver which i call the first value driver the importance of long term here i specify the word long term you know it's not a transactional trust and relationship but it's a long term trust and relationship so i i completely understand i think uh, you mentioned about few things which i thought i will try to add in here you mentioned about long term yeah. trust and relationship and uh, one has to really work for it, for it. one yes. has to really make efforts to build that trust and relationship uh, yes. i would like to quote a few personal experience you know in my new avatar coach mentor podcaster blogger so i had to invest time and effort to really uh, you know build that capability in me so i had to take lot of uh, training programs i had to do new certification programs i had to invest on lot of reading i had to invest on lot of webinars and things like that to build my brand in this particular new avatar 
if uh, somebody wants to you know take your service what is important is that they must see you as somebody who they can trust with your knowledge so as young sales people i think uh, one must actually invest time on building that brand for himself absolutely and, and to do that one must invest on knowledge uh, building uh, which is to read and 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 go through different types of material which is available this is one and uh, the long term trust i can now say that in the last 20 22 years a lot of my acquaintances a lot of my associations are now becoming my customers in the new avatar as well and that is because they have seen me deal with them honestly truthfully and professionally so uh, i am getting those as my customers in my new role so i think uh, you rightly said that the long term trust and relationship i think both are quite relevant for any kind of uh, field and it is not just for uh, the construction equipment or capital equipment field but of course any kind of product or service one needs to sell has to really invest time and effort on this uh, very very important aspect which is the uh, long term trust and relationship i think uh, the examples given in the book are very good so uh, one must as you rightly pointed out the process given also is very important i would really encourage people to go through that book one by one now coming to the next uh, value driver which you have mentioned it is about uh, the total uh, cost of ownership which is again a very very important uh, value driver yeah i think uh, you know the it's a very good point you know you said that you know after trust the total cost of ownership is very important and people normally neglect this very important aspect it is called as tco you know the initial cost is what is always uh, used for uh, you know the negotiations in b2b sales the product is used for a business and more than the initial cost the total cost during the entire uh, you know the life of the product the life of the product could be 3 years 5 years 7 years 10 years whatever what is the total cost which the customer has to incur to use the product you know it could be initial cost plus the other cost the operating cost and people can ask what is operating cost the operating cost could be fuel the cost of the operation the spares the maintenance cost the resale value because if you want to you know sell that equipment and get back get out the salvage value the resale value the maintenance cost the other hidden cost everything put together is operating cost and when you total both the initial cost as well as the operation cost gives you total cost of ownership tco and many times you know i found you know people are negotiating based on the uh, the the initial cost only and uh, there the right picture is not you know being uh, being shown to the customer as what they are you know what what is that is is getting so there is incidents about you know 10 years back when i was you know selling uh, you know a client and asked for a you know competitor equipment he said that it's 15% cheaper and why should i buy a product and the all the specifications are the same and why should i give you uh, you know so much and it's very true you know why, what i am getting extra so you know that, that time uh, i had this uh, concept very clear and because lot of this uh, mba books and value selling books they always emphasize on total cost of ownership and then i had this calculation ready i said the books are this is the total cost i agree and but this is the cost of fuel for 5 years this is the cost of maintenance for 5 years this is the cost of 
the uh, spare parts that you consume for five years. This is the cost you will get if you want to exit this business for this equipment after five years. And this is the competition. And then when we showed in the calculations, after five years, even though our equipment was fifteen percent higher initially, the total cost of ownership was uh, lesser for our equipment. And the customers, wow, wow, this is something. Uh, Oh, nice. Uh, substantiated by you know uh, data. So the important thing over here is you know are you substantiating it with data rather than off the cuff remarks? You know some people just say that, no no you buy my product and over the uh, span of five years you will make money. No that don't do, do any good. You have to substantiate with uh, with with hard data, clear data, verifiable, agreeable data. With uh, you know you say okay this is what we have tested and tried and this is what authenticated. And this is what will happen, and it could be testimonials from fellow customers. It could be some proven job studies which you can do show that this is the fuel consumption. Uh, this you can you know compare the prices which are available in the market, and then when you show to the customer with data the total cost of ownership being lesser, it could be in the form of increased productivity. It could be in the form of ease of resale. It could be in the form of less fuel consumption. It could be in the form of easy maintenance. Whatever you know, everything costs money in the end. So. uh that is the key to 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 approach any in a b2b uh, sales rather than just haggling you know on the initial cost which most people do and it's not a commodity you know it's not like any vegetable you are buying where the only the initial cost is important it's a engineering product and if the sales person uh, you know up, takes his takes his approach of a total cost of ownership approach he gets more respect from the client also client also feels okay this guy has done some homework he has got some uh, data he has got some study he is giving some hard facts so though the customer will try to negotiate the initial price but if the sales person focuses on the total cost of ownership approach uh, you know then uh, the chances of they promoting their premium product or their their the value selling concept gets credibility and that is why this particular uh, value driver is taken just after trust and relationship so once the trust is done the customer will not pay you just because he trusts you the customer will make you uh, sit and negotiate and allow you to negotiate just because he trusts you but does not going to place the order so once he trusts you and says okay now let me hear about your product that time you have to show that your product has a value that is the total cost of ownership is better than the competition so yeah you are very right so that is why this particular aspect was taken second and i am very sure that uh, sales people when they use this uh, they become more confident and more professional in their approach yeah i think well said so underlying value driver is the trust actually and the trust has to be manifested throughout the journey of this product cycle of the product so which means that if you are able to show the right kind of tco to the customer you are actually building again trust for yourself for your brand for your company is the underlying uh, value driver actually yeah very right uh, sp you know you said is trust see it's like a pearl you know if seven value drivers are some pearls and six value drivers are some pearls then uh, trust is like that string you know which keeps them together no binding them together you know you cannot have you know trust missing at any of the component so that is why is number one it is unsaid you know it's trust always should be there and i also i as i rightly said you know i emphasize it's a long term trust it is not a short term trust so you're right actually i really agree that what you said is trust is the underlying factor it can be a string uh, connecting all the pearls okay. value can be a pearl each value is a pearl 
Correct, correct. And just to add, uh, you know, my experience, uh, you know, we won a big deal of 50 plus machines uh, from a very, very reputed customer. They were using one of our machines for many, many years. But uh, when the requirement came for multiple number of products, uh, they were negotiating very, very hard. And we could actually arrive at the best possible TCO. And that really helped us to clinch the deal. So I completely agree. I think the TCO is a very important uh, value driver. In fact, it it could be one of the bedrocks uh, along with the trust. Taking it forward, I think uh, the next one which you mentioned is about uh, fit for purpose. I think fit for purpose is such an important aspect. There are many, many success stories and there are many, many Amazing stories as well. The wrong sale. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. So, in fact, uh, if you can share a, a real life story of this uh, from your uh, experience. Yeah, there are many, many real life stories. And, uh, you know, as I said, a customer looks for uh, seven values. This is broadly categorized. It could be more values, but, you know, basically seven values. And first, he wants to trust you. Then he wants to see that the product is of value with the total cost of ownership low. But at the same time, the customer also wants that the product or service should be fit for their use. It should be fit for their application. So here uh, it's a very important thing. And salespeople sometimes they miss out uh, on this aspect because they assume that uh, uh, the particular product might be and they don't ask relevant questions. So here it's very dangerous. It could be that this particular application or use could be different than what the salesperson assumes. And then the cost of setting it right could be very expensive. You know, the it could you know again damage the trust, or it could you know do not assume the customer intents and what is that you have understood properly. Because for an equipment, there are a lot of variants and a lot of uh, options available for different applications. And you know, one such example which I can uh, relate to is you know we used to sell this uh, soil compactor vibratory soil compactor, which comes under two variants, one with a standard machine, which is a standard drive, and another like a four-wheel drive, a drum drive machine. And for the hilly areas where there's a lot of traction involved, the drum drive was promoted. But 80% or 85% of the application was standard. So this customer, uh, having work all across the country, and uh, this sales guy, my colleague, uh, you know, promoted the equipment, thinking that it could be the 85% uh, use. He promoted the standard machine and then suddenly when the machine was en route, he came to know that this machine is going to a site which is a fully hilly terrain. Oh my God, now what to do? The product he knows very surely that is not going to perform there and he assumed that it was a standard machine. So he went to the customer, he, he admitted that it was a mistake and uh, the customer also appreciated that frank admission and they changed the order and we diverted this machine which is on transit uh, to the nearest depot. And uh, then the new machine was supplied. And uh, fortunately, the machine didn't resite so that there was no confusion. And this, all this thing could have been avoided if the salesperson would have asked the customer about the application, where exactly it is going and what is the application. So assumption is a very dangerous thing. And uh, here, one has to be very clear as to what is the application, what is the variant, which is the right variant. And at times, it could happen that the variant which the customer requires for that application may not be available with the company. The next variant is available, which is either small or either big. And here, this is an acid test for the sales guy. Does he 
you know, for the sale, short-term benefit, promotes this variant when he knows very well that it's not going to work. Or is going to honestly tell the customer, sorry, this variant is not suitable for your application. And let me refrain from selling this or recommend you the next best product. You know, here, most of the salesmen I have seen, uh, they say, okay, let us sell it and let us see, let us handle the challenges later. Who knows, it may work. But I'll tell you, this doesn't work because it can backfire and you can lose again. Again, you can lose a trust which the customer has placed on you and uh, you could lose further business. So here you have to you know, bite the bullet, uh, take that hit and uh, you know say, if you don't have that variant, come out of this deal and tell the customer honestly that this doesn't you know, suit you. But most important is first you have to probe and find out. And this is also one of the aspects of professional selling, value selling. You should find out where exactly it is going to be used, who are going to use it, what is the output that you are going to desire from this equipment. And then you come to a conclusion that if the variant that you are promoting is the right variant. So I think uh, this is a very important aspect. And I think yeah, some of the people are doing this, but most people are assuming and that could lead them into trouble. I agree. I think in my personal experience, I have actually seen uh, the machines had to be, you know, returned back and replaced with a new set of machines because yeah. the initial sale was a wrong sale or the application was really not fitting. As you rightly said, I think the cost of repair or cost of damage repair can be very expensive. And yes, it yes. can be so expensive that you might lose the customer forever. So that could be very, very dangerous. So yes. absolutely, I think you rightly pointed out that one has to ask the right questions about yes. the application and yes. uh, sincerely refrain from the temptation of selling immediately. I think uh, even if you don't have the right product with you right now, it is still better to lose one sale rather than selling something which is not going to help you, not, yes. not going to help the customer and the process can damage your relationship forever with the customer. Very good. Very good. So welcome back uh, after the break, uh, Ravi. Uh, we are talking about the next value driver, which is the value of reliability. I think uh, machines are used for productivity. And if uh, any one of these machines uh, are down, then the entire chain of machines and the men associated with that can become idle and that could be very expensive. So you rightly mentioned about uh, this as one of the important value driver. Can you just elaborate a little more about it uh, for our listeners? Yeah, I think uh, you have uh, again nailed it, nailed it uh, you know, SP, that uh, reliability is very important. It is an equipment which the customer buys for business. You know, it is not for leisure. So every equipment has got a particular utility and particular, you know, a job in the entire chain of uh, working and any equipment which is down for for uh, some time is going to impact uh, the profitability or the production or the entire ecosystem. So it is not that it is, is used in isolation. And uh, customer should be made aware of the, the consequences of uh, lack of reliability. And otherwise, they just go in for the initial uh, low cost, you know. And uh, my example, again, my experience in life, there's one of the customers, he bought an equipment which is 20% cheaper than us. It is having all the specifications and all the things, you know, copied from our brand, but uh, it was cheaper because of whatever reasons. And uh, that time, I did not know the value of reliability and how to translate it into economic value. You know, the client said, I can 
you know i can maintain any sort of equipment and i got 100 people to maintain and this small uh, specification miss uh, will not do any harm to me so he bought the equipment and after four months he called me again he said that look uh, i want to buy your equipment and uh, he placed the order in next 15 minutes so i asked him sir what happened last time i came to you and uh, you were uh, very adamant and now you have bought our equipment at the price which you could have bought last time also he said look uh, i bought this equipment and uh, it took me half a day to set right a breakdown and uh, during this time my hot mix plant was down and my road work was shut down and the consequential damage was much higher than you know the the breakdown you know and the cost of repairs so it was very very uh, stressful for us because that is a very important job it was time bound so then i realized that it is not worth to have an equipment which is not reliable and the consequence is very high and he also marked a very important comment he passed a very important comment he said ravi had you just explained to me very clearly about the cost of this particular breakdown i could have possibly bought the equipment then you know and then he was very forthcoming and in his uh, he admitted his uh, his mistake and at the same time he made me aware of my mistake also that i could have done that you know and that was a learning for me for my life that you know you have an equipment which is reliable why don't you encash it with uh, the proper examples and proper economic advantages you know do you want to buy an equipment even if it's at that person 99.9% you know reliable you don't want that you want a equipment which is 100% reliable so reliability is very important uh, you know aspect and every professional sales person should uh, harp on this you know what is this cost of this reliability what is the thing that customer is buying for this reliability so otherwise they will just keep on haggling about the initial price and the the reliability aspect will not be encashed so this is why you know this is fourth value the customer does not look for only the the relationship he does not look only for the low cost or the optimum cost he does not only look for the fitness as a purpose he also looks for the reliability of the product so like i said i keep on telling that seven value drivers are all distinct and useful each useful in their own aspect you cannot trade one for the other you cannot say that my tco is lesser so my reliability is also lesser so you have to have a higher tco or lower tco but a higher reliability a high number of trusts and a very very fit product for the purpose if he does not ask about reliability is a duty of the sales person to to talk about the reliability and show value agreed i think uh, a lot of our sales engineers might be thinking i think reliability is something to do with the product feature the the designers and people in the manufacturing they have to ensure the reliability but uh, in my opinion if you can uh, from your own efforts uh, try to sell the additional warranty packs for example along with the machine sales uh, what you are going to do is you will contribute towards the reliability of your product automatically because the moment you sell a warranty product along with your machine the preventive maintenance part is handled proactively and if that is done obviously the 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 reliability of the machine improves automatically absolutely well said well yeah so uh, going forward uh, the next value driver which you have described is about aftermarket and um, the aftermarket uh, though it may sound cliche uh, we all know that uh, the first machine is sold by the sales engineer 
but the repeat sales always comes through the product support team or the aftermarket team and uh, it is it is so important aspect uh, especially for a capital equipment or a construction equipment field yeah i think you you are rightly said uh, it's you know the second machine is always sold by the aftermarket team and undoubtedly aftermarket is a very important consideration for an equipment buyer you know the product however robust and well designed you know it is supposed to be supported well also you cannot say that you know it is one of the best product very well designed product but for support you will get after a couple of days or one day you no know, he wants a support it could be a small nut small screw or some small doubt you know uh the one of the best products well designed products functionally beautiful product reliable it could be fit for purpose it could lowest tco cost but aftermarket support is also very crucial you know it could be a natural disaster it could be an accident it could be whatever and you need to the aftermarket is a is a thing which gives the assurance to the customer that look they are there in case of any problem and research has proven that you know 75% of the time which the customer interacts with the brand is with the aftermarket team the service people and the sales people uh, this is, sorry the service people and the parts people once the equipment is sold and then the the part service and parts people have got the most of the interaction it could be for a routine checkup it could be for the commissioning it could be for the routine checkup it could be for the you know breakdown services it could be for any other uh, aspect so the aftermarket team creates a lot of impact on the buyer in terms of the brand perception in terms of the uh, assurance which the brand can give to the customer so the aftermarket uh, functions three broad categories you know it not only takes care of the equipment which uh, there is a big mistake which people do they feel that aftermarket is only to take care of parts and service no it's only one pillar out of the three aftermarket takes care of the parts and support requirements it takes care of the customer relationship how does the customer perceive that brand how does the customer has confidence in the brand how does the customer talks about this brand in the market so it's the brand perception how does the complaints are resolved how the customer complaints are addressed okay it is not only the addressing the customer complaint and yesterday i was you know having a problem with my broadband and i called and the next word the person was there he gave me an otp and i uh, confirmed that the problem was uh, the attended then the, he solved the problem then there was one more otp where he, there was a confirmation message that the, now the problem is resolved so it was an experience which said that okay how professionally they are doing their job you know whether it is in a service or a product so the first aspect is supporting which people stop there the second is the customer complaint management the resolution process the relationship management and the third aspect of aftermarket is the revenue generation you know so aftermarket generates a lot of revenue in terms of parts service amcs uh, the resale uh, or the the repair revenue in terms of equipment the referral revenue in terms of new equipment sale either for the existing customer or for a new customer so aftermarket is a whole game is a whole gamut of things you know and uh, people should not only think that it is just there for supporting if there is any problem no it is only one aspect of the issue the second aspect as i mentioned is the customer relationship management the customer complaint management which also gives a very very good feedback about the brand to the customer which helps in repeat sale and the third is revenue generation which uh, has proven time and again that aftermarket can generate substantial revenue and profitability to the company if they are aligned with this objective as well so all in all uh, this is the value both for the customer as well as the organization 
and uh, the sales person should understand the strength of the aftermarket the sales person should be aligned with the aftermarket so that these values are transferred to the aftermarket also it is not a silo that many times sales people think that they are uh, you know unto themselves no it's a teamwork so aftermarket is as important part as a sales person in the selling process so this is why this particular value is the fifth value and as i mentioned time and again that you know it though it comes under 1 2 3 4 5 it is not that it is the fifth in the importance each and every value is like a pearl it's like your body part you know you cannot say that my my hands are more important than my legs so so similarly each and every part plays its very important role so for the ease we have given them the series and number in as 1 2 3 4 5 but aftermarket is also a very important aspect and uh, the sales person should be very sensitive in how they project their aftermarket capabilities to customers to show value i completely agree i think uh, i echo whatever you said about uh, uh, the aftermarket strength in fact uh, just to you know recall the earlier example i gave about the 50 machine uh, Uh, deal in fact uh, because of excellent aftermarket support and customer relationship after 3 years with the same customer we again cleansed one more order with 50 plus machines and that would not have been possible without a coordinated efforts from the entire team uh, both from sales as well as from the aftermarket and you rightly mentioned about the revenue generation in fact uh, that was one customer who got into the first contract a contract of uh, aftermarket support so that also translated into a lot of revenue so uh, there was revenue and there was repeat business so so important so every sales person has to align uh, with the aftermarket team and uh, they have to really uh, approach the customer as a team and that is what i think the customer looks at it uh, from the point of view of uh, the value perception which is created about the brand i think rightly said uh, the next one which you mentioned uh, in the book is about comfort and confidence of user department and uh, i broadly think uh, there there could be two different scenarios uh, and i i i i think that uh, this particular aspect is more to do with uh, the corporates and big organizations where you have to deal with a number of departments when you are trying to pitch your product uh, of course it will be useful also for single user customers but it would be more relevant for big organizations where you are trying to pitch your product the customer could be a, a first time buyer for your product or the customer could be a existing user of your product and he might he or she might be looking at uh, repeat of the existing product as well as some allied product which which is available in your uh, in your portfolio uh, uh, but uh, i think this is an important uh, value driver which you have mentioned and uh, yeah <clears throat> so here the user is very important and many a times you know the in capital equipment or any construction equipment or any b2b industrial equipment even in agricultural equipment the user and the buyer are normally different 99% or more you know very very rare cases where the user is the himself the the buyer so uh, the user is a different <coughs> entity 
and he has got his own uh, own likes dislikes and need okay so most of the times what happens is the buyer since he's sitting in a different geographic location and he negotiates the sales person thinks that this is end you know this is the end and they make the full efforts to convince the buyer as to how the equipment is better for them you know uh, the buyer wants a low cost and the buyer wants the uh, reliability the buyer wants saving in money uh, that is a hot button for him the hot button concept you know and the hot button for a user is it should be comfortable to use it should be easy to maintain so if you don't take the user's aspiration or the user's needs or the user's feedback into consideration then possibly there could be a, a you know a negative feedback coming from the user and possibly it could hamper you in your uh, in your sale and uh, as you mentioned na it could the scenarios could be different it could be a big corporate or a single machine owner or a medium corporate but everywhere the user's aspirations are the same in a big corporate there may be number of users and in a smaller company there could be uh, less number of users but uh, the users are there and their aspirations are different and many times it has costed me sale because i had not taken care of the user the user could be an operator the user could be the the maintenance in charge the site in charge okay so an operator requires a, a ease of operation whereas the site in charge requires ease of maintenance Okay, ease of maintenance. So I think that you have to be very clear as to which type of user you are able to influence. And let me tell you one example. You know, I had this uh, ex- experience uh, very early in my career, and it cemented my need for this uh, value. Either I met one one of the uh, buyer. He was an elder brother, and I convinced him uh, for the product with six to seven sittings with lot of uh, testimonials and lot of uh, uh, data. he was convinced and then one fine day when i was about to get the order he said that sorry i have placed the order of the competition and then i was shocked i asked him i requested him the reason he said that his brother who is a user at the site uh, has categorically demanded a competitor's product he said that he doesn't want your product and uh, i cannot go against his wishes because he is a user and i don't want to antagonize the user because it may create problems for me later he was very apologetic and he was very ashamed that this has happened and uh, i was also very sad i the next reaction was i immediately went to the user and uh, you will uh, be very surprised to know the user's reaction was not that he was willing to listen to me he said that look why are you coming now when you had spent so much of time with my elder brother and trying to convince him you have reminded me now or you have remembered me now when uh, the order is gone sorry i don't want to listen anything from you now and uh, we will not buy your product because i am not convinced about the ease of maintaining your product so this was also an ego this was also uh, a situation where i learned that i should have also engaged with the user right from the beginning so at the, in that case i could have possibly tried to convince him but now it was too late i went to him at the last moment he was not willing to listen he has already sold on to the competition machine so so even in a personal life you see uh, the even you buy a washing machine which you feel is the best washing machine and if your wife says there is no good uh, you know using it the buttons are not very easy to operate the manual is not very clear to understand so entire thing will fall flat you know uh, the, the right thing would be to take the user along make her choose the equipment and then you are free you know so user is very important and the, the eureka forbes uh, person who comes to your house he knows this when he is trying to show the product he focuses on your wife and he explains all the parameters and when he wants to 
take the order and take the money comes to you he doesn't you know explain you the product he knows that user is very important he focuses attention on the user and when he knows that the user is uh, satisfied then he will push put his all his effort on concluding the deal so i think every professional sales people should first try to find out he, you know who is the user and what is their perception about your product try to uh, work on them simultaneously rather than going in the last minute and trying to control the damage uh, the users sometimes are hidden it is sometimes not very clear as to who is user so that is the smartness of the sales guy he has very powerful questions finds out the user and tries to you know try to influence them very systematically and uh, show value to them and uh, so that when this deal is in the concluding stage the user does not create a deterrent uh, or in fact the user uh, creates an positive situation for the sale there are so many examples where the deal was done and the deal was broken and uh, but yes this is a very important aspect yeah i agree i think uh, also uh, just to add i think uh, the process of uh, connecting with the user uh, whether it is operator or with the maintenance team on the field is something which is, it is a continuous effort it is not that okay tomorrow there is a deal and today you are trying to go and meet uh, the user that's yes. not going to help so i think building the trust with the user department is something which is a continuous process a good sales engineer uh, should have that as a practice he not only visits his own customers and machines but also visits the competition sites and meets the users of competition machines as well engage and and, and create that relationship with those people on the site and secondly a lot of uh, important information actually flows from there I, in your book also you mentioned in part of this section where you say that a lot of important information you get from the site which can be later on used at the time of negotiation i think uh, that's very nicely explained in your book i would encourage people to go through that and and learn about it uh, but you're right uh, this uh, this connection with the user department is so important coming to the next one uh, it's about the value driver you're talking about this solution centric uh, dealing with the customers i think uh, there's a very interesting <clears throat> quote which you have mentioned uh, in the book also customer is the most important visitor on our premises he's not dependent on us we are dependent on him he's not interruption of our work he is the purpose of it he is not an outsider of our business he is part of it we are not doing him a favor by serving him he is doing us a favor by giving us the opportunity to do so i think it is uh, told by gandhi ji i don't know many many decades ago but yes, i think yes, yes. it will Very remain quote, yeah. yeah it will remain relevant for centuries uh, in future as well yeah i think yeah very rightly said is the customer is not uh, you know taking any favor from you in fact he is uh, favoring you by giving an opportunity to to give your product or service and uh, solution centricity is very important value and uh, because customer is not bothered about your product or service because there are number of options that he can choose from you know and uh, he is uh, having an option to choose so while we focus on our need to sell our product we should always focus on what is the solution which i am bringing for his problem <clears throat> so that gives more <clears throat> credibility 
uh, to the salesperson and the respect is also generated you know many people try to ignore what is the customer's uh, problem and then try to pitch in their own uh, product or service but at that particular point of time the customer may have a different problem uh, different issue different situation and if you just bring take your product av- away take your sales pitch away and focus on how you can help him that particular situation it could be not related to your product it could be some operator he wants for a equipment or he wants some uh, old equipment for a particular he wants some equipment on hire or whatever it is he wants to help you choose another equipment so if you just uh, forget about your equipment and start talking about his need uh, you know then he says okay this guy is uh, uh, a guy who is solution centric wants to solve my problem so then let me also try to help him out okay so uh, one such example which i had in my own experiences you know one guy who had a road work and he wanted to buy a compactor which i was trying to go and sell him a compactor and then i went to him and i found out that the compactor is not his immediate need at that time what he needed wants to install in a hot mix plant uh, first uh, then then comes the compactor because the hot mix plant takes about in between 2 to 4 months to to place the order and erect well the compactor can be there in another 4 days so his his bigger issue was how do i select the right hot mix plant and install it uh, at the lowest possible cost and he was battling this particular decision and then i figured out that is his thing which is in his mind so instead of trying to pitch my compactor i just did not talk anything about the compactor i started okay you want to buy hot mix plant let me suggest some three or four uh, manufacturers let me give them the, the contact because he was a guy who was taken this road road project for the first time you know so he was not well versed with what is happening in the market he knew one or two people but he wanted more options so i gave him three or four people using similar hot mix plant their recommendations and feedback and three or four people i gave him three or four options and three or four people using this brand i told him which is better my own views about that how you should go about you know installing it in the right possible manner what care that he has to take and he can also talk to this existing people for their feedback and he was very appreciative and in the next two meetings i only talked about his hotmix plant literally helped him select the right hotmix plant and install it so during the third visit uh, my deal got concluded in 15 minutes he said okay what is your product what is the best price we haggled for about 10 minutes he said okay let us do this and let us close this so uh, you know you may surprise as to how he can do the deal in 15 minutes this because he had this again uh, you could call it trust or confidence or the feel good factor because i was solution centric you know had i just spoken about my compactor in the first two visits and disregarded his need for his need for automatic plan possibly he would have said okay let me talk to you after two months when i am ready and he would not have liked me because here i was solution centric there are many such examples you know where uh, one can be solution centric because of paucity of time we cannot go on this detail but let me urge to all the sales people is to be observant as to what is it that the customer wants that particular time you know and then try to address it sincerely without any any uh, you know vested interest and i am you believe me uh, the customer also is observing this he observes okay this guy is a person who is believes in my solutions and uh, then he you know uh, one more example quickly i could say that one guy wanted a, a a machine and i could figure out that this he does not require to buy the machine for the small work so i said uh, sir why don't you 
rent it out. He said, oh, is it available? He said, I can help you rent a machine. And one of the customers was renting this, our own customers. I gave him his number and the customer rented the machine for two months. He finished his job. I lost the deal. I couldn't sold this machine. I lost the deal. But my customer who gave the machine on rent was very happy because he got a business. And this customer was very happy because he found a very low cost alternative. He did not buy an equipment for this two months of job. So while I lost an immediate deal, what I could gain is two friends, you know, and the customer who gave his machine on rent, a customer who took his machine on rent. And believe me, after four or five months after monsoon was over and this customer got a bigger job, you know, there is a no-brainer. Who got this business? I got this business. I got two friends and I got business from the other guy also. So sometimes, you know, when you're solution-centric and when you are very, very unselfish or not looking at the short term and you give solution without any favor in the short term, customer observes that and in the long term, you get good business. So that is why this is a very important value driver. As I said many times again, this is not uh, you know value driver which is uh, the last in its uh, importance. All value drivers are very important in its own way. And uh, that, that one single common value driver which is there, as you rightly said, is the the trust and relations with a string which uh, ties this pearl of necklace. You know, I also mentioned in my book, and uh, all the examples mentioned in the book. Uh, are practical examples which I have myself experienced or seen it happening through, you know, with my friends and colleagues and even competition, you know, and one good thing which people should learn is please learn from the competition also because many times they also teach you a, a lot of life uh, changing lessons. So this is it. Uh, thanks SP for your, uh, this lovely podcast where, you know, I could give a gist of my, my book take value selling as an approach. So thank you once again for your for your yeah. uh, very, very pointed questions and a very well-moderated session. Yeah, Ravi, I think uh, thank you so much uh, for uh, you know giving your time and uh, taking us through your journey of uh, how you took up entrepreneurship. Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, young listeners who are going to listen to this uh, podcast or see us in the YouTube uh, we'll take uh, some learning from you uh, as to how you uh, gone about doing it. And also I encourage all the young sales engineers, uh, they can actually you know, buy this book, uh, read it. It's a wonderful book. I have read it myself. It's available on Amazon. And uh, I will share the, uh, the link uh, on the show note about uh, Ravi and this book also, this wonderful book. And also about sales enablers, what exactly they are doing. A lot of solutions which are customized for various uh, customers uh, who might need it uh, as a customized product. So I'll share all that detail uh, on the show note. Uh, Thank you uh, listeners and viewers for investing your time. I hope really uh, you enjoyed this uh, episode and uh, See you again in the next one. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you, SP. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We sincerely wish you could take something from our conversation today and be able to apply it to your life in a positive way. We value your feedback. This can help us improve our future episodes. So share your thoughts to serve you better. If you want us to focus on a topic which you think is of importance, let us know. We will share our expertise in future episodes. So, 
See you soon with a new topic and help you in your career journey.